From the headquarters of the Jameson Media Complex, broadcasting from the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios, it's the Green Industry Podcast, where Paul and his guests discuss lawn and landscape business best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. I'm here with Dr. Holloman, and we're going to talk about marketing today. You have spent a lot of time researching this and then living it out in multiple businesses that you've operated over the years. So welcome back to the program, Dr. Frank. Hey, Paul. It's so good to be with you again. I love talking about marketing. I think it's going to really help your audience. Yeah. And yesterday we attempted to get, get into your notes here and uh, one story after another and, and uh, you know, 30 minutes had gone by. So that, that's good. That's a good sign when you're podcasting. You're, what do they say when you're having fun? Time flies. Yeah, exactly. So that's always good, except I was having a great time at Toro. Time flew by and I, I get done interviewing them and I look at my board and it's all triple zeros. I'm like, ah, at least it records. So we did uh, do that today. Let me double check. Yeah, that we did. Thanks to today's show sponsors, GPS Track It, uh, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, and the Hardscape Academy. We say all the time around here, Dr. Frank, support the sponsors who support the show. And uh, you can find their links in the show notes. Actually, GPS Track It's doing a free uh, trial for the month of August. So if you want to try them out risk-free, you can do so uh, here in August. Just click on our link in the show notes. And then my bookkeeper is getting busy. Her, um, uh, Megan, uh, she uh, w- w- used to do Gulf Coast bookkeeping by herself. And I started prom- promoting it on the podcast. And they got so many customers that her husband, Joey, quit his job to come help full time because now it takes both of them to serve our customers because the listeners, you, you know, you guys called them and now uh, it's a really cool story. Yeah, that's so, excellent. Yeah, and they, they personally do my books. And you guys know the Hardscape Academy. That's Caleb's resources over there at uh, the Hardscape Academy. So we have a bunch of different sponsors on different episodes. And if you guys are ever like, man, I, you know, I heard about that one company or whatever, just go to our po- uh, greenintreepodcast.com. We'll have everything over there. So making some upgrades over there. Well, you just don't let anybody be a sponsor though. You vet them and you make sure that they're worth uh, promoting. Yeah, absolutely. We use the product, you know, what I use personally, Jobber, for example, is the CRM that I personally use. So we'll share about them. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, I personally use, you know, the Hardscape Academy. uh, Caleb sent me that years ago. He, he, uh, (laughs) we had these things called DVDs. I don't know if you remember that that era, but he he was he spent thirty six bucks on shipping, I think, to send me his DVD. He's like, I want to let I want you let me know what you think about this, Paul. To be honest, it was the the audio wasn't that good, the video, it was you know. It's, it's, so I, we gave him honest feedback, and then what he did is he went out and he reshot it, and he had you know actual professional audio, better video, and uh, redid the whole. Hardscape Academy, how to install pavers, how to install retaining walls, did all that, reshot it all. And then he actually did the digital download. So you could buy it, download it, and watch it, and not have to wait for it to come in the snail mail. So I'm not going to go through the list of all our sponsors because we're going to get into this marketing. But yeah, okay. I, I appreciate that. And you guys can trust if I ever endorse a company, it's because I. Um, believe in it and we put our name on it. So Yeah, that's really good. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Paul, uh, the um, 
There was a done. There was a lot of research done in marketing uh, by this professor I was talking about last time, and he was in thousands of companies over the course of his career, and he saw. Um, what companies were doing with marketing, what they were doing well, and what they were doing wrong. And he found, um, he wrote a book and found the commonality of the things that they weren't doing well. And that's why it was impacting their business and getting and keeping customers. And so he wrote a book saying, out of all the places I've been, thousands of companies, these are the top 12 reasons why companies are not doing well with their marketing and getting and keeping customers. And it really broke down into three areas. One was uh, doing the research and really understanding your market in some key aspects. Number two, number two was the determining your strategy for reaching your market. Mm. And then the third one was really how do you compose the right message Mm. to speak to your to your market. Those are the three areas. There's a couple of points in each of them. But what he found is that certain all the companies, when they were doing bad, they were failing in one or more of these areas across the board. Mm. So you really want to knock it out of the park in all of them. Before we get to that, uh, that third one was, say the third one. Messaging. One messaging, messaging. Um, was strategy. And I think that's important to actually develop what is our marketing strategy? And I tell people all the time, because I do consulting, I said, let's start with the low-hanging fruit that's free. There's so much marketing that you can do for free. And I'm all about paying for marketing. I, I, I think there's definitely, depending on how much you want to budget for it, there's different options of ways you can market. But just because you can spend money and get results in, in some marketing campaigns, also take advantage of the free marketing. And I'll go through a list of some of those, but you got Instagram. And I know over the years, these, you know, they'll, they'll downsize how much organic reach they'll get you. And then they'll try to get you to pay for it, but they're a business too. So don't hate the game, but get where you can get people's attention for free. Take advantage of that. Facebook, um, Instagram, yeah, I'm not going to name them all. YouTube. But yeah. LinkedIn, YouTube, you can go through all those social media platforms. There's a free version of YouTube, uh, YouTube will actually pay you if you get enough views <laughs> and uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all of those places, you might as well go ahead and, and, and get established on there and then give some thought to what you actually post because it's called social proof. And if you want someone to click on it, you want to show that, wow, th th these people are legitimate. They're not, you know, chucking the truck and, uh, you know, really put your brand forward with that. So, don't, don't neglect the low hanging fruit. Yes. So have a, have a strategy. And then when you do, Hey, I am going to spend some marketing money on this particular thing. Ha have it strategized. Just don't willy nilly it. You know, I agree, Paul. So in terms of the marketing research and it doesn't have to be complicated, it's just a, really a lot of common sense and just asking the right questions along the way. And the, was really in the area of not really understanding your market. One of the biggest problems, they mm -hmm. didn't really understand what the segments were mm -hmm. and how you segment your market, the groupings. Um, you, you really want to tailor your strategy and your message differently a little bit, depending on the segment. Now, one thing you talk about a lot is the uh, segment of the affluent neighborhoods that mm -hmm. have the really fancy houses and they 
really care about their yard and, and then the less affluent. That's that's a segment. Mm-hmm. It's not the only way to segment your market, but that was one that you did. And you talk a lot about that, where you were very careful about how you approached you in terms of your strategy and your messaging when you went into the well-to-do neighborhoods. You had a very different approach than what was necessary for the lesser affluent neighborhoods. Yeah, I started in the lesser affluent and worked my way to the affluent. And not everybody lives in Metro Atlanta where you have, I mean, you've lived here since, you know, you went to college at Georgia Tech in the what, 70s? Or 60s. Oh, well, 70s and 80s. I was so, there yeah, a long time. 70s and 80s. And so you've seen the city just grow and grow and grow and grow to where we have so many neighborhoods down here now where you just basically want to pick a couple neighborhoods because there's just so much traffic. Uh, but yeah, there, there's definitely different segments, but there's a lot of folks that live in rural Southern Illinois or Missouri or shout outs to our friends in Arkansas. And there's just, there's not as many, you know, I guess those segments are, do you want to do this side of the country or that side of the country? You know what I'm saying? Right. And there's also other segments too. It's like, um, commercial, uh, Residential. For, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Another one might be, well, a lot of customers, uh, they want more than just mowing the lawn. And so what would those segments be, Paul? Yeah, then you get into enhancements. That's when you can start doing mulch, pine straw, flowers, and really getting... I was actually thinking about this, doing dishes, uh, either this morning or yesterday. And I was thinking, there was this light bulb moment that went off, Dr. Frank, when I'm sitting out there with all the confidence in the world, you know, talking about, you know, you could put a hydrangea right here and then put a sky pencil holly right here and an arborvitae could go right here and a Japanese maple could go right here. And I'm sitting there like designing this guy's, you know, front yard for him. And then we'll put Zoysia site. And then I, I just remembered this maturity moment where I was like, how in the heck did I learn all this? Because <laughs> when I started off, I didn't know what a, I didn't know what an arborvitae was or a hydrangea or a Japanese maple and all these trees and plants and flowers, you know, begonia, pansy, zoysia, bermuda grass. I didn't know the difference between all this stuff. Over the years, I started hanging around Jamie and Derek who own a landscaping company. And I, I started learning all this stuff. And then I was able to start to really sell big jobs because I became knowledgeable. And uh, anyway, I just, I, I didn't mean to get on a side tangent with the enhancements, but yeah, that's a segment where you can market just mowing you can market real mowing, R-E-E-L mowing. That's the mower that cuts it short like a golf sh- golf course. And you could sell them, you know, growth regulator and tell them, hey, we, we I drove by a guy the other day on um, exit 13 and then he had this truck and it just said real mowing. That's how he marketed, which is, you charge more for that service. You use a different mower and, and, and the guys expect this golf course quality look. So there's different segments. And then you can go past the, the landscaping enhancements into a segment of Caleb Allman style with hardscaping. That's where you're putting in your stone patio pavers, retaining walls, you know, a hard, hard <laughs> patio, you know, um, Right. Well, that, that's, those are excellent examples of segmenting your market. Uh, another big area that uh, the research found that companies may not be doing very well in and they need to fix it. And that is not really understanding their customers. You got to really mm-hmm. understand what's in the head of your customers and what they're thinking in terms of their expectations, their values, their needs, their perceptions and their preferences and even beliefs. If you can really get into the head and emotions mm-hmm. of your customers that you're targeting, you can have their attention for them to listen to your message. In fact, um, I really want to stress the emotion because they have done other marketing research and the top researchers, and they found that people buy 
because of the emotion of it. Even the most analytical person will buy on emotion and then spend the rest of their time after they emotionally decided they want to buy going through all the reasons to justify it just so that they don't feel guilty in buying. Mm. But everybody uh, makes that buying decision on emotion, whether they realize it or not. And it's a different part of the brain. It's the limbic part of the brain, which is the more primitive part of the brain. And then if there is a need for justifying, that's in the um, cerebral cortex, which is the front of the brain where the logic and reasoning is. So being able to understand what people are thinking so that you can really get them emotionally involved and understanding the value that you bring will get you the sale. That's so good, Dr. Frank. Well, we're going to have more here about marketing. And I want to talk about a little bit about that messaging as well. And uh, you brought up a good point about emotion. So we've got a lot to dive into, guys, uh, about marketing with Dr. Frank Hallman. We'll be right back. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying, no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. GPS Track, it makes managing your driver, vehicles, and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized, friendly customer support for service businesses of all sizes. With GPS Track, it, you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are around the clock helping improve route density and operate more efficiently. GPS Track It has been delivering peace of mind for over 12,000 customers in lawn and landscaping, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. Are you ready to protect your fleet, save money, and cut down on fuel costs? Call 844-996-2518 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. No pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. 844-996-2518 or visit greenindustrypodcast.com slash GPS track it. You've heard Caleb and Brittany Allman talking about the Hardscape Academy, but have you checked it out for yourself? The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab, from initial planning to final installation, and again, those are absolutely free. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. All right, guys, we're back with Dr. Frank Holloman in the break, chatting with Cousin Pookie a little bit, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Down in South, South, uh, what do you call Lower Alabama, LA? 
Oh, yeah. In Alabama, they got a place called L.A., and it's called Lower Alabama. Yeah, that's where Pookie's at. Anyway, then you start talking about uh, your education. I guess I misrepresented you saying you went to college in the 70s and 80s, thinking that's 20 years span of college, when really walk us through your... Uh, no, well, I was just there a long time because I kept getting more advanced degrees, so I, I uh, finally got out with a Ph.D., so I just wanted to think it took two decades to get a bachelor's degree. Okay. So yeah, no, no, no. You got a PhD from Georgia Tech. So back to marketing, Dr. Frank, you, you got me on the edge of my seat because I always want to have a slight edge from yeah, last week, right? Exactly. Slight edge advantage on how I could be a better marketer. Motion, messaging. I was just going to And strategy. But yeah. there's one more on the research, Paul, that we haven't talked about. First, we talked about understanding the market then understanding the customer, what they're thinking and what emotionally is their landscape mm -hmm. uh, concerning the, the product or service you're offering. Mm -hmm. And the third area where companies tended not to do well and were having problems was not understanding their competition. That's another part of the research. And you don't have to be too sophisticated about this, but you really do need to know who is competing against you in your market? What are they doing? What are they saying? What's their mm -hmm. website look like? What does their truck look like? What are the services that they offer? Just get a basic idea of who is trying to get the same customers you're trying to get in your area. Yeah. When I got into the fluent neighborhood, I realized, wow, the, the companies that are in here have really nice trike trucks, right? Brightview. Back then it was called, it was called Brightview. Then they merged with Valley Crest and they became... Um, it's, I'm drawing a blank right now. The, big, the biggest company. Now there's like so many different names. Brickman. It used to be Brickman back then. They merged with Valley Crest. They became Brightview. They got these fancy trucks, right? And then Russell Landscapes in there. Not Well, Russell Skipper was in there too, but Russell had these real nice trucks, right? And Gibbs. All these companies were legit, you know, tens of millions of dollars revenue or more in the case of Brightview. And these these guys all looked look the part. And I think it stretched me because it, it realized aesthetics. I, I, I have to, I have to look as legitimate as possible. So I actually paid my butt. My buddy gave me a deal of the century uh, because I had at the time I had an F one fifty, which mechanically was really uh, actually in pretty good shape. And I took the best care of it that I could, but aesthetically it was, it was uh, just a little rough. So my friend took it into his garage, not a garage, like a house garage, but he had a big garage. They sold pianos out of and, um, you know, put towels over all the pianos and stuff like that. And he gave it a, a, a actual professional paint job and made it look brand new. I had all these compliments. Anyway, he did it for only the cost of the paint, which was 400 bucks. Um, Bill Metzger, shout outs if you're listening. But anyway, now I look legit and I didn't go out and lease a new truck or whatever, but I looked like I had a really nice truck and I got it lettered, logoed all, you know, all that stuff. And, um, but yeah, that's important because the customers in the fluent neighborhoods, they, they want to hire someone who knows what they're doing. And if your presentation isn't excellent, then they're going to think you're not competent. You know what I'm saying? And, and they want ease they, they want to pay one, one person, just put the card on file and it charges. They don't want any, any friction. They want to come home and the grass is nice and, and they don't have to worry about you 
you know, doing something dumb. So Right. And so uh, that's a great example, Paul. But with the research and really understanding your market and its segmentations that are important, understanding what your customer thinks and feels about the services you're offering, and then uh, understanding your competition, you can leverage that in the second big area. And that is the area of messaging. You wanted to talk about that. Because if you really understand your competition, your, mar- your, your, people, your segments of your market you're going after and how your customers potentially uh, think, then you can craft the right message. And that's where a lot of companies fail. The research showed that uh, the companies who were failing in their marketing and getting and keeping customers often were very ineffective in their marketing message and their branding, Mm. you know, the image that they projected. And if you can really tap into um, what they're thinking and feeling as a customer, you can really speak their language and emotionally get them involved where they're saying, yeah, that's interesting. I, I like you. I trust you. You're building rapport with that customer. You understand your competition, then you can offer something that is unique. Okay, so putting together an an effective marketing message and branding is really important. If you really understand your customer, your competition, and who you're going after uh, in your marketing segmentation, you can then craft a meaningful, uh, effective message. Mm. And that's really key because often when you're um, doing advertising or you're talking to somebody uh, that you see an opportunity, um, you really need to nail it quickly mm-hmm. where, where it's relevant to them mm. and, and it engages them and then they see your value very quickly. And that takes some thought and effort and it really requires that research. What do you think if, if we start and we're like, you know what, I don't really know what my messaging is, Dr. Frank. What you say, thought and effort, where, where do we start to really uh, develop our elevator pitch, so to speak, it, that we can whether we have 15 seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds to communicate to somebody who we are, what we do and get that emotion of why they should hire us. Where do we start with the messaging? Uh, Well, first of all, you really need to just, if you have to hit them fast because you only have a limited amount of time, you really want to explain uh, from a perspective of what's in it for them Mm. so that they understand why they should do business with you. And then you briefly mention what, what you're really good at and what differentiates you. If you can do that and everybody can do that at some level in a short message, you have really crafted the right thing. Yeah. And I think that I just like clarity. That's why when I'm helping guys to do these consultations that even in the name of your business, you can tell them you can start your messaging in your name, right? Are you uh, the, the name, you know, Atlanta lawn care, or Atlanta Lawn Maintenance, Atlanta Landscaping, Atlanta Hardscapes, you can actually start the messaging in your name. That way someone knows, you know, Atlanta Fertilizer, oh, well, this this company does fertilizer. Maybe you don't know if they sell it or they put it out. But what I'm saying is you can even start your messaging with the name of your company to start to communicate. You you need to mention your name, but you need to go immediately into why they should listen to you and consider your service. It's mm-hmm. got to be more about them. I, I about see. You. Yeah, I understand. And then you can uh, give the one or two reasons that makes your company unique. It might be the service. It might be how you treat the customer. It might be the extra bells and whistles that you offer that others don't. It might be your years of experience. It might be your specialization that you're better than anybody in. It, or it may be just the fact that um, you have the most customers or you have the most elite customers. It's all 
all kinds of reasons, mm-hmm. but it needs to be some kind of differentiator that is relevant to the people you're talking to. That's really good. Well, I really appreciate your time. Oh, you got more. Go ahead. Yeah, we got one more. And that yeah, is uh, strategy. And that is once you understand your, your market, your customer, and your competition, and you craft really good message that's relevant to the people you're trying to reach in your market, then you need to have a good strategy. And one of the biggest areas that companies fail in is not being good at finding opportunities. Mm. And if you're thinking about opportunities, you'll recognize them when they pop their head up. And they may pop their head up in the most unexpected time or the most unexpected way. But if you're ready, you jump at it. And uh, companies need to look for that. You know, how could they offer more value? How can they offer more services? How can they reach more people? There's all kinds of ways to uh, network, for example, to have more exposure. So um, being good, getting better at finding opportunities uh, another big one is poor marketing planning where um, they didn't really put any thought into it. That was another big area that companies mm-hmm. failed in. That, you know, they knew that marketing was important, but they didn't really just spend some time internally thinking about how they might want to approach their market and just write it on a, a single sheet of paper. Just mm-hmm. some, some thoughts that are crafted in a little bit more logical fashion by writing them out so that they have something uh, to go on that's a little bit more than just shooting from your hip. Okay. And then finally, the last area uh, is strategy related that companies often failed in. And it really affected their marketing, their ability to reach their market was being ineffective or insufficient uh, ineffective use or insufficient use in using technology. And there's all kinds of things like that. It could be the equipment that they're using in the industry uh, to save time or money, be more efficient, mm-hmm. or it could be things in the back office that uh, makes them more efficient in managing the customer or managing the billing. And you have a lot of sponsors that, that offer things like that. The, the point is this, the, if you don't leverage technology uh, in ways that make it more efficient and save you time and effort, your competition will, and they'll beat you at price yeah, often. Absolutely. So that's really good, Dr. Frank. I appreciate you uh, sharing this and uh, uh, t- appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to, you know, hang out and uh, be on the show, man. No, it's my pleasure, Paul. I really appreciate what you're doing here. You, you offer really good information to your market. Yeah, well, we appreciate you uh, being a part of the program. Of course, we're thankful to those sponsors that you did mention. They make this all possible, guys. And you can look in today's show notes and you'll see the links to GPS Track It, Golf Coast Bookkeeping, the Hardscape Academy, the GIE Plus Expo, which they're doing an early bird pricing for um, until September 9th. Tickets are only $20. And if you use the promo code Paul, you'll get 50% off, which is what... $10. $10. $10. Yeah. $20, $20 at 50% off is $10. PhD from um, Georgia Tech. Right. And it was not in marketing. I just What, learned, what I, was it in? I just learned marketing along the way being a business owner. Um, uh, my PhD was in physics. It was atomic and molecular. So I'm a trained physicist. Hmm. We'll, we'll talk. I love the... Uh, when we talk about nutrition and fitness and, and health and all that, maybe we can have you back on the show. We did one a long time ago about cellular health. Yeah, that's my industry. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that if you think your audience wants to listen to that. Every now, happy every, every now and again, because what happens is I do these one-offs, right? Where we'll do something one-off. 
What I mean by that, it's we're not talking about the blades of grass or marketing our lawn care business or there's so much around the business, our profit and loss statement and all that, right? And we'll do something that's completely out there and I'll preface it like, hey guys, this is a one-off. And those are always the most popular episodes. Like you remember Jason Carrillo, he, oh, yeah. he called me out of blue one day. This was before you ever met him. Hey man, I, you know, I'm not even gonna try his accent, but he's like, I love that Dr. Frank podcast about cellular health, man. That was great. And that, that stuff happens all the time when we do one-offs like that. So you never know when they're going to come up, but we'll, we'll, we'll get you on and let you, okay. let I, you put the physicist hat on. And you guys, when Dr. Frank gets in that realm, watch out. Okay. You're passionate about it. Yes, I am. Because you know what? Health begins at the cellular level and goes up. So what you do in the cell uh, will affect your whole life and health. That's really good. All right, guys. He's Dr. Frank Holman. That's our second close of the day. I feel like a preacher, man. I'm about to, what do they say? I'm about to land the plane. And then it's like Brian, Brian Fullerton does that. Today's episode is going to be short and sweet. All right. <laughs> Look at the show notes, guys. Use promo code Paul when you sign up for the GIE Expo. Promo code Paul. You'll save yourself 50%. How, how about that? All right. Have a good day. We'll be back. Bye-bye. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.